Whispering Pine Summer Camp is twinned with the town of Sheridan. Visit Sheridan for its historic cobble market street, or the frankly improbable variety of rare birds found in the town's ancient woodland. If you want some quiet time, why not check out our local library? It has a whole wing donated by noted horror writer Calistaria Softbinding. Just be careful which books you check out. Some of them are real killer reads. Audio tours of Sheridan, guided by knowledgeable locals, are available from the Merely Roleplayers podcast. Visit merelyroleplayers.com for more information, or search your usual podcasting app for Merely Roleplayers. Welcome to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This is part two of our Sleepaway one-shot, so make sure you've listened to the first part before continuing on with this episode. To briefly recap, I am joined by Matt, Nat, Josh and Strat from the Merely Roleplayers podcast for a game of Sleepaway a one-shot of horror, dreams, and summer camp. In the previous episode, we sorted out all the prep and the setup for the one-shot, including character sheets, setting elements, and drawing the summer camp. Matt is playing Pat the Lifeguard. Pronouns they, them. Their lore is fulfilled every time someone asks for their help to stay afloat. Nat is playing Ember the Crafter. Pronouns she, her. Her lore is fulfilled every time someone questions her eccentric worldview. Josh is playing Cole Lindbergh, the fresh blood. Pronouns he, him. His lore is fulfilled every time someone acknowledges what they can learn from him. Strat is playing Ashley Arbor, the ropes keeper. Pronouns he, him. His lore is fulfilled every time someone runs to his woods to escape a problem. And finally, I am playing Brian the Athlete. Pronouns he, him, and his law is fulfilled every time someone respects him and his autonomy. Remember, whenever a player wants to take action upon the world or take their turn in a conversation, they make a move, sometimes through their character and sometimes in different ways, such as a setting element or a ritual. Moves push the story forward and allow players to act upon the world. The most common moves that players will ever make are take action and leave yourself vulnerable and invite the Lindworm to act upon the group. When in doubt, players should always make a move. When players make a move, they must name the move they are making, follow what it says and add it to the fiction. There are three kinds of moves, strong, regular and weak. Strong moves put the characters in a better position going forward. Weak moves leave characters worse off or in a more painful place. And regular moves offer mixed results. Players can't make strong moves all the time because they must spend a token to make a strong move. And all players start the game with zero tokens. To get tokens, players must make weak moves or engage with other characters' narratives by fulfilling their lure. One last thing before we begin... Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes, and what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. 
I am going to give you some, not necessarily the mission, but like what the story is about. We've got a few prompts here. And I'll, I'll, again, it's that something where we'll, we'll discuss which one we want to do and then we will start. So we've got a hike in the woods during sunset. What do you need to confess? Swimming in the lake after the kids have gone to bed. What haven't you told each other? Helping to resolve an argument between two campers. What is wrong in the air? A meal at which magic is felt. How does it make its presence known? One staff takes another to fix up an injury. How does this conversation become emotional? The strangeness manifests itself during a game of Foursquare. What form does it take? You're making the rounds after check-in because two campers are missing when you hear giggling in the woods. What form of strangeness have your campers become entangled in? And finally, a body has been found in the lake. When was the last time you saw the camp director? Can we establish um, what exactly Foursquare is? I, we could be anything we want it to be, frankly. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's a cultural touch point that maybe it's uh, like hopscotch, but... It seems America. like some sort yeah. of camp-appropriate game, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did anyone go to, like, scout camps in their youth? Are there bits, yeah. bits of those we can, we can draw mm. on? Yes, but we never played games like that. No. Ooh. No, it was all football, wasn't it? Mm. We played, like, yeah, was it Bulldog that then got banned? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Maybe Foursquare is Bulldog then. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. There's going to be American listeners that are just shouting and going, no, it's <laughs> this. Well, I guess, guess to, to ease people's minds, because anyone give a really good summary of what uh, British Bulldog is? <laughs> uh, two teams oppose one another across some sort of open space. And one team has to try and get to the other side and the other team has to essentially rugby tackle them to the floor. <laughs> and for every person that gets rugby tackled to the floor, you join the defending team. So there's less and less people trying to run back and forward across the space and more and more people trying to rugby tackle you to the floor. Famously got banned in primary schools. Yes. Yeah. So we've got British Bulldog. I like that. But is there any, any of these prompts that you think could tie into to that story? So I'll say them again. There's the hike in the woods, swimming in the lake... Uh, resolving an argument between two campers, uh, a meal at which magic is felt. One staff takes another to fix up an injury. The strangeness has manifested itself during a game of Foursquare. Oh, okay, I see what you did there. Uh, you're making the rounds after check-in because two campers are missing and a body has been found in the lake. So the two that are bringing up, either because we have now mentioned Bulldog so much, at that, which is interesting, or it, it, the body in the lake, because there's a lot of lake mythos in our setup. Mm -hmm. Those are the two that call out to me. I was going to say the other lake one, that we're swimming in the lake, only because the body in the lake, it's quite uh, macabre straight from the off. Mm -hmm. It's true. So if I had the choice between the two lakes, I'd say we're swimming and frolicking and splashing and then something happens. But I think the lake mythos should be explored. Mm -hmm. I'm up for that. What about you, Pat? Yeah, that works for me. I've definitely got things that I can do in a scene at the lake. All right, so the, the prompt we're using is swimming in the lake after the kids have gone to bed. What haven't you told each other? I guess a good way to start this off is like, where would your... At the beginning of this sort of one shot, like we see like the the camera come up over the sort of the, the, uh, the big old wooden sort of like panel that says, you know, welcome to Whispering Pines Summer Camp. You know, it's a bit dilapidated, bit sort of uh, old pieces, but, you know, you can, it's still recognisable. The flag, uh, you know, with the, in the early morning breeze is still flapping and it may be a bit wear and tear, but well loved. That's what I'd say you get from that. I want to know where each of your characters are in a beautiful map. Where would you be, sort of, let's say, first thing in the morning? Start with Pat. Where would you be first thing in the morning? So my thing as the lifeguard is, is keeping the campers safe, uh, not necessarily uh, specifically literally in the water. So I think I am 
wherever the campers are. Mm-hmm. So first thing in the morning, I'm going to be at the bunks sort of as as campers wake up, uh, making sure that, you know, doing head counts, making sure that everybody's still present, mm-hmm. uh, that there's been no incidents in the night, that kind of thing. What about you, Ember? Where would you be? I think in terms of like her jobs in the camp, like her thing is to go to the performing stage, which I reckon has lots of lockers and drawers and bins and stuff that has all the craft materials in it as well. Like it's one of those spaces that's just like, yeah, it's the stage, but also it's a storage space for all the arts and crafts. Um, So I reckon her job is to inventory that and prepare the materials that are going to be used in the craft workshops that day. But what she actually does first is she goes to the fire pit and looks at the ashes and embers of the previous day's fire and sees if she can see any patterns or messages in it first. Like a, It's almost like seeing a horoscope or breaking news. Yeah, like, like reading the tea leaves, like what's in the ashes. What about you, Cole? What would you do? Where would you be on this map in the first thing in the morning? So Cole would have woke, woken up nice and early. He lives on site. He's not in the bunks. He's got his own, like, old RV. Uh, he doesn't drive. It's just sort of been abandoned there and left, and he's sort of taken to living in it. Um, so he would wake up bright and early in the morning, having used to doing all the crap jobs, he would be awake first thing. Uh, I think we would find him in the kitchen playing scrub, um, cleaning dishes and preparing breakfast uh, alongside the, uh, the, the the chef or the cook. Nice. But being General Dog's body. No worries, that sounds really good. Ashley, what would you be doing first thing in the morning? Like Cole, Ashley is uh, is going to be an early to rise, probably one of the first, if not the first, out of bed. Um, I think he eats breakfast alone, um, makes a large cafetiere of coffee, of which uh, he doesn't actually drink any of the coffee, but he makes it and leaves it for all his friends. He doesn't Aww. necessarily eat with them, but he allows his presence to be known by making them some really nice coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always there's always coffee when people wake up, and that's actually... Um, and then I think he heads off to the woods to do all the various safety checks that must be done every day. I like the idea that you never know Ashley is there, uh, like until you see the cafetiere, you're like, oh, Ashley's been here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian, uh, well, everyone seems to be getting up really early, so Brian's not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> Brian's going to be like the last person to get up. Uh, just, just really, just a late sleeper, deep sleeper, and maybe not. I wouldn't say it's unprofessional, but sort of like uh, takes their moment to takes his moment, sorry, to to get up, shake off, and then I think. What he would be doing or getting ready, he, he probably is in charge of the activities for the kids. So once they've all had their breakfast and stuff, he'd probably like marshal them off and be like, okay, uh, this uh, group of kids, uh, let's say, um, oh, what do they have? Uh, what do they have? Like, um, you know, like beavers and, and brownies and rainbows. They had like sixes. Did they oh, have yeah. like, they had like specific names of stuff, didn't they? Uh, it was Arcala and Baloo. It was all Jungle Book stuff. Oh really? Oh, in, I in for, it for was. scouts. Oh, okay. Yeah. In, sorry, yeah. In brownies, it was uh, brown owl and all of that sort of stuff. I was thinking like they each sort of uh, cabin. If there's several cabins, yeah. for example, they'd have like this is cabin. Like say brown owl. This is cabin uh, pixie dust. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but like um, they'd have ridiculous things. So like yeah, let's say cabin pixie dust. You are, today you are doing swimming in the lake. Uh, brown owls. You are on litter duty. Uh, it's like it's a very mishmash of schedule that Brian is trying to put together. But it, it is at least active. They're always doing something to tire the kids out. 
So I guess, uh, so Brian, I think, uh, looking at the map in general, would be going back and forth between the sort of the field at the centre of camp and the, the bunks, like telling people where to go, essentially, as a, so not, not as a sort of a authoritative figure, but just saying, oh, yeah, you're on this or you're doing that, etc. So Pat and Brian are probably collaborating on that. Then there's there's probably like as I'm taking roll call for the campers as they wake up, mm -hmm. I'm sort of, you know, ticking them off off some sort of register or clipboard and then going okay your cabin you need to go and wait over there for brian to take you to the lake and you need to go and wait over there to be taken to the ropes course and all that kind of thing so there's probably a lot of me handing off campers to you and so we'll start that scene there with those with those two characters and then i'll say to everyone else that feel free to either add to that scene or if you wish to like meanwhile at wherever your person is if you and again feel free to if you finish your activity in quotation marks you want to go somewhere else do so that as well so yeah i think uh Brian is sort of in the middle of like doing the schedule stuff and is seeing Pat uh, sort of, I guess, uh, not dishing out children. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, devolving children, dividing them up. Yeah. Divide, dividing them up into stuff. And then sort of Brian sort of comes over and says, uh, hi, Pat. Uh, so, um, so uh, like, um, yeah, we, I've got a busy schedule today. So are we, we've got everyone, yeah? Yeah, everyone's, everyone's present this morning. Mm -hmm. Um I haven't done, I haven't actually done bunk checks yet. Right. So I don't know how, you know, once they're all off, we'll, we'll check how tidy the cabins are, all that kind of stuff. But obviously most important thing right now is make sure we've got them all, yeah. make sure they're all in the right places. Are you sure about the schedule you've put together? Because they are, you've scattered them about around the whole campground quite a bit. You yeah, know, I, I looked at it like real close and like, um, oh, hang on. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Oh, it looks like. Do we have do we have two uh two uh snow leopards uh, cabins? So otherwise I think they've they've either gone to they've either gone to the ropes course or they're at at the fire Oh no oh god. Oh I see I see what's happened because Snow Leopard used to be the double cabin and then we split it and oh. now it's Snow Leopard and uh Giant Panda. So wet we're going to have to untangle this. Where's Giant Panda supposed to be? Uh, Giant Panda um, uh, 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 starts getting out like <laughs> their own sort of map of the thing. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, uh, I don't. They're not on here. I can't. I can't see where they're supposed to be. They've got to be somewhere, Brian. I'm. I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, I'd... At this point, Ember probably wafts over and kind of <laughs> places a hand on uh, both of your shoulders. Like she comes in the middle of you, a hand on both of your shoulders, and just shakes her head and says, The ashes are misaligned this morning. What? The ashes are misaligned. The fire is telling me something is amiss. Uh, you seem perturbed. I, I want to make a weak move here, yeah. but I just need to decide who to direct it at now. <laughs> uh, I'll, so see, I, I'll see whilst, uh, whilst you think of that. I, Brian quickly puts away the schedule, like hides it like really badly. Uh, so I, I'm going to make the weak move. You lose your temper at someone and ruin the friendship. Ooh, whoa. Going Love hard it. straight from the start. Love it. Um, and I think it has to be at Brian, which is so horrible because Brian really like trusts Pat no. enough to open up to them. Do it, do it, do it. So I think Pat just sort of like pushes Ember's hand off their shoulder and says, Brian, this is serious. You've you had one job, Brian. And honestly, like it's this is gonna reflect badly on me, if anything. If the if any of these campers if you've put if you've put these campers in danger. Um, that, that, I I'm gonna look for them. I just can't with you right now. I'll go I'll be like, uh, 
uh, uh, as you sort of go away, like going, oh gosh, oh gosh, and I'll sort of leave myself open, sort of vulnerable, like sort of like indecisive, and sort of look to Ember and like, are you sure? Are you sure the the the, the ashes said this? Because I I just don't think it's true. Like I can't. I, I just must have. I just must have misplaced them. Remember, we have a culture of honesty here, Brian. What is it that you need? I'm also going to take a weak move. So. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to misinterpret someone's actions as an insult. Okay. <laughs> so, um, obviously, you saying that, I'd be like, I don't know what you mean. Um, fr- frankly, I could do without this, like, right now. I feel like, I just feel like, I just, I, I, and I'll storm after, like, away from Ember towards where Pat went like but at a distance <laughs> so not to sort of uh to uh intrude on them like not not saying I'm I'm trying to do the same thing as them but not necessarily together so I will storm after Pat we'll go to uh the other characters if that's sure all right. so, I had an I had an idea if that's okay go for it yeah so meanwhile while this bureaucratic nightmare is taking place outside um Cole is uh, by the sink in the kitchen uh, just flashbacking and remembering to that morning where he woke up ahead of his alarm and he realised, hey, this is day one of being full counsellor. And his eyes are wide and feisty and excitable and he jumps out of bed. He was day one of counsellor, baby! Woohoo! Whispering pints! Whispering pints! And runs outside. Um, and now he finds himself, after all that enthusiasm and after, you know, uh, dishing up the porridge and everything and the, and the breakfast to all of the little campers and getting all excited because he used to be a camper. He used to be one of them. And now he's he's in charge of them and he's sort of patting them on the back and giving them awkward fist bumps as they're leaving. He now finds himself slightly deflated scrubbing away at um, old porridge at the bottom of or old oatmeal, sorry, at the bottom of a giant pan and the sweat's running down his face and every so often he looks to his left and the pile just seems to be getting bigger and bigger. And uh, a couple of minutes later, he's sort of um, in a daze scrubbing these dishes and he's just looking outside and thinking about all the fun he could be having outdoors and he accidentally knocks a load of plates off of... <gasps> The, the draining board that smash all over the ground and he hears the cook begin to yell and scream and almost with tears in his eyes are having god damn it cole you've you've messed up already he just storms out of the kitchen yeah and, you, you hear you hear the, the cook going get out i just i didn't need your help i just just wanted to help whispering pines whispering pines and he's gonna um run out of the kitchen and head towards the woods yeah, I like the oh. idea. It's just, you just only ever hear the voice, and every time you turn around, like the, the, the when the dishes were getting higher, it's just like clack, and you see like the kids escaping out. Like you never see them there to help. They're just they're just rushing and leaving you alone. Yeah, and I and I thought we had like a kindred connection, you know, with the kids, and they don't know my name. They haven't heard of the legend of of Cole, and so yeah, I just I just sort of storm out and run towards the woods to find my place of sanctity. If you're running towards the woods, get take yourself that token because it sounds like you're running to my woods to yes. escape a problem. Mm. Thank you so much. And I burst through the clearing in the woods, and I and I yell, Ashley, and I give it a second, and I inhale, <gasps> Ashley. <laughs> You'll hear this is Cole, Ashley, <sighs> whispering pines, baby, counselor day one. I finally made it. I think I'm going to to look at Cole and I'm going to see the obvious um, uh, hiding of some sort of pay. This is some uh, some serious overcompensation going on here. Cole, hey, um, I've got I've got the these group of kids. They it's um it's it's the grey squirrels, you know, a bit of handful, right? I love um, those guys. They're, they're great. They're great kids. Um, but um, you know, you know what they can be like. I was wondering, do you feel like just helping helping me out? 
um maybe you know taking the lead on on these ones um i i, I could you know i could i could do i could do some help hey man hey man anything that you ask of me you know you're you, you guys are gods you guys know what you're doing i've wanted to do this for so long like let, let's do it what do you want me to do do you want me to, to take them on the swing i can show them one of my sick flips <laughs> yeah yeah you you take them on the swings i'm i'm gonna yeah i've got some things to sort out here you just you you take your time with them and you know show them those flips because um there's some some serious flips um <laughs> I'd say whilst you guys are talking, uh, you can hear in the distance like a little chattering of like sort of like sort of like a group coming towards you of excited, excitable campers. This is maybe a couple of their first time at summer camp. And they're all sort of like really excited and really sort of uh, jumbling as well. And I'd like to, to use a, a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, one from the actual the woods. Uh, seeing as I see it's happening and I have that Uh, and there's a move uh, lead people together even if they don't want to see one another so after this uh, argument that uh, Pat and Brian has had and Pat has stormed off and obviously there is it sounds like we've lost some people and Brian uh, is probably going to want to find them I think whatever is going on has led everybody kind of into into the woods um like we've all ended up yeah you and you two are going to it doesn't have to be now but i think you two are going to collide at some point in in the woods perfect uh i i raise my hands and i say gray squirrels i'm councillor cole we're gonna go and do some sick flips on the tire swing <laughs> Councillor Ashley, I'm sure that I can handle this. And I drag the kids over and start sort of teaching them how to do sick flips. And I'd like to invoke a weak move. <gasps> Go on. Bungle something you were confident you could handle. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the trajectory, I'm just pushing the kids and they're saying, higher, higher. I'm like, oh, you've got to dismount and I'm teaching higher, them all the tricks. Higher. And they go too high. And <gasps> like a, they reach the, the apex of the swing. And like a ragdoll, they just <gasps> have released and launched up over towards Ashley and just fall in a heap and sort of bounce on the floor and immediately begin crying. They just like, they look like they're scraped, but um, they begin crying and I'm just puppy dog eyed and wide mouth like, ah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The kids, the kids, they're at that age where they bounce and then they look to you going, <gasps> and then they go, oh, I should, I should cry now. But also the rest of their group, the rest of the gray squirrels uh, are all like, have a moment. And then they all point at the one who's collapsed in the heap and they're like, tugging on Cole's clothes, being like, is she dead? Have you killed her? No, no, I don't, I don't think she's dead. I mean, I'll have to investigate first and I run she's over. She's really and I'm dead. Like, I, I, I pick it up. Shut, shut up, Ray Squirrel. And I pick up, um, <laughs> pick, pick up the child, put it back on its, uh, on its feet. And you just can't say it that. Slightly. You can't say shut up. Not to me. I'll, I guess, uh, 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 Ash, Ashley, uh, what, what shall I do? Um, shall we make this camper a camper character while we're, yes, while we're here since it. they've yes. suddenly become significant? Uh, yes, I will draw from some deck of cards. Oh, nice. Uh, so I'm I'm going to choose their two genders while you do that. Let's go with uh, feminine and Robin. So I drew the King of Spades. So looking at the character spot. So this is basically to give us an idea of what instead of just uh, instead of just a blank canvas, essentially, it is just to have a look, you know, give them something to do. So King of Spades is inspirational, urges others to action. <laughs> What's their, what's their character's name, Matt? Uh, Fern. 
so I say, what happens? You know, the, the kids, are, the, the campers going around. Is she dead? Is she dead? And then she sort of you, you, whoever puts her like right side up, she sort of <laughs> wobbles, and she goes like, "Let's do it again!" <laughs> Yay! You know, wings arms. That was amazing. Councillor Cole's not in trouble. Okay, let's go again. Maybe not quite so high this time. Okay, and I take them over and do it again. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Ember, what would you like to do? Because obviously yes. everyone else has sort of stormed off without you. And you sort of, I know. You've given this warning and no one's listened, uh, yeah. which is really irritating. Well, I think I'm, something I realised I should have done uh, when Brian stormed off, actually, is that uh, Ember was going to follow him and then respected his autonomy <laughs> and let him storm off. Do it, do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a token for that. I'll give you a token for that. Thank you very much. Um, because that's that's what the universe willed, was that Brian needed a moment. Um, that being said, she does also um, leave it a few minutes and then follow into the woods because she can feel that that's the way that she's being called. And I think she is um, on the way she is going to um have been preparing uh, a little a little um little token a little uh snippet like perhaps a little bit of carved wood um that's maybe just got some like rogue glitter on it from the arts and crafts <laughs> draw <laughs> um and it's going to be um a little good luck charm that she was going to give to um to Cole, oh, that's really but good. Uh, but obviously she's turned up super late because she was wafting about the fire. Okay. Um, I like that. So I think she's going to arrive upon the scene as uh, as Fern has been uh, uprighted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's being pushed back on the swing, but uh, Cole is being much more careful now, mm-hmm. making sure she doesn't reach the heights that she did previously. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity. I was watching Cole. Um, deal with this situation which is a situation that every camp counselor who works on the rope strings is going to experience once or and i'm going to use a regular move mm-hmm. um and communicate with silence better than words uh and after cole uh deals with all that ashley is just going to kind of give him a small smile and kind of an approving nod uh and kind of turn away and go up the tree as if to say You've got this. I trust you. How does Ashley get up the tree? Is it just like I now leave, scuttles up, or just? Like... Oh yeah, Ashley doesn't use any ropes or harnesses or anything. Ashley can just find handholds where no one else can, and kind of uh, takes yeah a little kind of like a little lookout, little perch, like a little squirrel in the tree, looking at what's going on. The ultimate <laughs> grey squirrel. <laughs> yep. I'm really envisioning him having those kind of uh, like not. Not beady in a nasty way, but like eyes that are really just focused and uh, and 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 bright in the way that a squirrels are. He's always wearing one of those harness things, even if he isn't climbing trees. And even when he is climbing trees, he never seems to use it. <laughs> but he's wearing it because mm-hmm. that's rule one: is always wear a harness on the yeah. rope things. And we lead by example in this. And camp. we lead by example. Does he have a collection of carabiners? Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, he has spent the last few summers saving a lot of his pay to get some, like, fancy ones. Mm-hmm. And his own harness, he's not wearing any of the stuff that is provided by the camp. He has yeah. decided he wanted to have his own stuff. Uh, Cole, you were going to say something, I think. I was just going to say that I uh, that Cole was in um, safe receipt of that look 
received with thanks. Um, he's secretly very, very chuffed, makes no effort to hide it. And in fact, while he's pushing uh, uh, Fern on the swing, he does a little fist bump to himself. <laughs> oh, that's super cute. Has, has everybody else arrived at the forest by now? Pat, how, what, what, what is your sort of plan? Are you going straight, are you trying to find these uh, missing campers? Are you like looking around the field or what, what's, what are you planning? Because I think basically Brian will follow you like a, one of those dejected dogs, but at a very <laughs> distance. <laughs> I think Pat's plan is to, it, like Pat's assumption is that uh, the, the missing giant panda cabin have got mixed up with one of the other cabins and sent to the same activity as somebody else. Mm-hmm. So he's just going to, uh, Pat is just going to go from activity to activity until they find them, nice. basically, which just means striding throughout the entire camp, which is going to take ages. Um, but yeah, I, the woods have brought us together, so mm-hmm. that is that is uh, wherever it is that Pat's been on the way. Mm-hmm. That I guess is where we meet up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe could I give the campers away? Could I swap setting elements with somebody in case? Because I think it would be great if we find at least some of the missing campers yeah. when we meet again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more than welcome to do that. So does anybody want to swap setting elements with me? Or you, you could just put it down for now and then oh, right. you can pick up the strangeness if you want now yeah. or you could just pick it up whenever you need to. I just mean in case in case we meet any campers, it would be better if somebody else is playing them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. That makes complete sense, actually, yeah. Okay. Um, so what I'd say is uh, Brian sort of keeps firing off back, but it, it feels like he feels incredibly guilty. Like, like Pat hasn't been uh, this cross with Brian for a little while, and, like, Brian is trying really hard to be, like... I, again, it's, I think Brian is very aware about uh, they are quite intimidating and stuff like that, and they get very enthusiastic about sports and, and that sort of thing. So it's very aware that once they've uh, once he's pissed off someone, like, he's like, oh, oh and is trying to uh, fix that sort of thing. So seeing pat march from activity to activity so you know past the performing stage uh maybe going into the field for a bit and then going out and past the lake and stuff like oh really cross so i think eventually after like dithering as much as a a, a sort of a, a tank of a person uh, can can do sort of like looking at it, sort of like oh, pat pat wait wait and oh gosh like, gosh you walk so fast look look let's do it together like i no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I know, I I I, I screwed up. I'm sorry. I, I I I know you're sorry. I know you're sorry. Um, we need to. The important thing right now is we is we've got to find them. It, yeah. This was, uh, it's, it's it's a detail thing. We've really got to. Can you think? Can you think back when you were organising the activities? Like, what could have? Where could they have? Where think through how you did it and, and try and work out where they would have ended up. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I, we must have, we must have a clash somewhere. We've got to have two groups of kids yeah. trying to do the same activity. You'd think there'd be a, an argument by now. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. Um, well, uh, obviously pandas. I, I was like, they were quite low down the list. You know, after squirrels, after after uh, snow leopards. Oh no, wait. Oh, snow. Oh gosh, I didn't get my alphabet right. Um, uh, and start sort of going through through the pockets. There's not an organised diary or some sort. There's just bits of paper <laughs> and receipts. Um. And I think I am now going to take uh, a weak move. I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, I'm actually going to reject a moment where I could open up instead of uh, and instead bottle my feelings. Um, I. 
I could just because I clearly overwhelmed this responsibility. I don't know why Brian was giving given to it. I guess it's like one of those things like, okay, you do this, you do this, and Brian, most importantly, here is your bit of a responsibility for this summer. And I've completely screwed it up on day one. And I just want to tell someone that I I I'm not good with schedules. <laughs> I'm bad at timing. And I sort of look to Pat and see that they're really angry and really cross. And I just. <laughs> I I think I think the ropes I think that's that's probably where where, where pandas are um, right I, yeah mm. um, I'm going to make a regular move and share genuine emotions with someone okay um, look Brian I, I I know I've I know I blew up it's just because I'm scared okay um, I, I'm scared that something's going to happen to these kids we're responsible for them we're we're supposed to be keeping them safe yeah. and I just I'm I'm angry because I'm scared that something something's going to happen again, like like happened the last time. You know, when we were kids, yeah. and we we don't want to let any of these kids go through anything like that. No, and no. So step one: keep track of them all. Okay. Yeah. No, you're you're right, Pat. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I won't do. I won't do it again. I promise. Um, okay. Come come with now then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Or you know, rushes off behind you. Uh, we'll cut back to the the woods then. How's it all going over there? What's happening? I am going to use a a weak move, mm-hmm. and uh, how it's going to work is I think in the middle of uh, of Cole uh, getting the kids on the this rope course and teaching them some of his sick flips and stuff. I think Ember <laughs> is just going to be a little bit disjointed from the situation, and she's just going to plough ahead with them well no I've prepared this good luck charm so I must <laughs> convey it unto him uh, and now is the time obviously the universe has told me now is the time <laughs> um, and I think she's going to um, gather the kids that are not on the ropes around and um, and say to them now children I think we all appreciate that it is uh, it is Cole's first day as a counsellor here today. And wouldn't it all be wonderful if we could all combine our good wishes to make sure that his first day is a successful one? How do we all feel about that, children? What? <laughs> Yay! Yes. Good, good luck, counsellor Cole. Luck, Cole. <laughs> Thanks, squirrels. Go Pines! <laughs> And she's going to produce the little, the little um, wooden trinket that she has prepared, and get them all to like. She's going to hold her hand out and ask them to all like place their hand on it. But like, they don't know the magic, so they're all a bit like, okay, I'm just going to put my hand on it, like yeah. a weird Is this like the honesty team. stick. <laughs> <laughs> It is not the honesty stick, but it is similar. If you put your honest, true, goodwill feelings into it, then all will be well. Um, and, and she goes around the circle and then she presents it to, to Cole. Now, the weak move that I'm using, mm-hmm. um, just because actually the crafter's weak moves are all a little bit tricky and fudgy and mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, but the one that I'm using is that uh, is confess your love for someone in a way that's just <gasps> awkward. Yes! Oh, amazing! So she's going to take Cole's hand and press it onto the little wooden snippet and stare uh, into his eyes and say, I always knew that you had it in you. And she's just going to stare at him for just too long. All the kids are like going... 
good luck, ca- Councillor Cole. Like sort of in unison. <laughs> yeah. And Fern is, while your back's turned, creeping up to to have another go on the rope swing <laughs> while you're while you're she distracted. Is. Definitely. Ember, th- th- thank you. Um, I'm purposefully not looking her in the eyes. Oh. Um, I think she cups your cheek and says, "You are welcome." Oh no. <laughs> um, what's this? Is it a twig? It is a good luck charm for your first Great. day. Thank you. It means the world to me that you were thinking of me on my, <clears throat> sorry, me on my first day. Um, Ember, and I take a step away from the, where the kids and I sort of shush them like the, the, the chanting is getting creepy now. Um, I, I just oh. look at Ember. <laughs> uh, why don't you go and why don't you follow Fern and play, play on the swing? Swings, children. Okay. Let, let me speak to Councillor Ember. At this point, Ashley has noticed what's going on and has taken the opportunity to take over from Cole and just usher the kids to one of the furthest away uh, rope swings to give them a little bit of privacy. Ember, I say, mm. while I'm still not looking her in, in the eyes. Um, thank you. Is this good luck charm? Um, could you please let go of my face? Thank you. Um, of course. This good luck charm, uh, this isn't in any way linked to <clears throat> the fire pit. Is it just didn't burn this or didn't come from there in any way? No, I, I understand. I understand. This came from the woods. It has not been touched by the fire. I understood that that would be an inappropriate blessing for you. Cool. Because, you know, I, I think the woods are really sick. Um, mm. But to be honest with you, um, the... The woods, are, the woods are actually very well. <laughs> sure. Great. Well, and brimming sick. with life. Cool. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> I just, I just have one or two um, questions about what happened before at the fire pit. Yes. Um, yes. That was that was spooky and scary, and I don't know if you like, I don't know, drugged me or something, or slipped something what? into my drink. But I saw some very strange things, um, and like, I'm, I'm cool. You know, I, I like I, drug, drugs. The, the drugs are cool. Yeah. I agree with you, but I, uh, I just saw some very strange things in that fire, and I'm just not sure if what you uh, are doing is right for the children. I, I would never leave willfully lead the children astray. I, that's that, that's great. Or me? I, nor you either. Why would I want to? Um, and then I'm I'm going to use another weak move, yeah. uh, and ask. Well, I'm, uh, the the question is: Ask why doesn't your character believe in me? I'm going to tweak it to: um, yeah. Why do you question the integrity of my actions, Councillor? Um, just from from what I saw, and I would never like question you <clears throat> in any way. Um, and uh, it's just, uh, and I'm going to use a regular move. I'm going to take action and leave mm-hmm. myself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I just say what, what what I saw in the fire just frightened me. Um, mm. It just brought up really, really bad feelings. <clears throat> and I just, I don't want that to happen again. So I, I respect you. You're cool as a counsellor. And thank you for my stick. But it's, <laughs> I just, I'd rather we... That... It is a snippet, not a a stick uh, per se, but cool. Um, cool. certainly. Sick. Yes. So, so cool. So cool. Um, but I just think I shouldn't be involved in any of the fireside activities anymore. The craft is is not for everyone. She looks. She is looking uh, somewhat uh, somewhat sober and sad. Oh no! I'd like to take 
this opportunity to to make a a, a weak move at this very kind of touching and scary movement to really amp up the tension i'd like to make the weak move and invite the lindworm to act upon the group i did think that was going to happen excellent excellent all right so i'm going to shuffle these uh, playing cards and i need you you folks to help me uh, if i describe the card i pull if you can say what it is on the so on the right of the screen in the mirror mm. one you can see there's the card table uh, so if, if people can uh, say what they are and then if you have if someone could write the the linward actions in the green cards under there so we have them to hand on the board uh, and then we can invite the lindworm to play just while you're prepping that a tiny bit of admin i would say josh you could probably take a token for questioning my eccentric worldview lovely thank you all right so the first card is the ten of diamonds fields thick with noxious mud festering wounds rabbits with black bile There were rabbits on the field. Oh, no. All right. And then the second card is the five of diamonds. Um, Decay, rotting food, a bloated carcass emerging from the lake. That was the option we tried to get away from and it came back for us. (laughs) And then the final card is the five of hearts. Small kindness, a gift. Today reminds you of a dream you once had. I would invite everyone to do now is to shut their eyes. And then whoever is channeling the lindworm can uh, pick one of those actions and then put it anywhere on the map. It can be any geographical place or it can be uh, onto a player themselves so that it actually affects uh, them. So, So I'd encourage you all to shut your eyes just now and we'll give it 30 seconds. Let's all open our eyes. There should be enough time. Ooh. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So the card that got chosen was Fields Thicked with Mud, Festering Wounds, and Rabbits Filled with Black Bile, and have been placed near the forest. So this is where we it's up to our interpretation. Um, to Because obviously we've, it has been chosen. This is what the Lindworm wants to happen. But it's up to us as the characters to describe how this uh, uh, sort of is interpreted in gameplay. So does anyone have any ideas? I think if uh, we're going to have thick fields of mud or something, there could it could suddenly start like an absolute torrential downpour of rain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And Cole definitely thinks that Ember has started it. <laughs> I mean, she deals with fire, not water. I guess with the with that, yeah, with this, that sort of sort of like uh, emotional reveal as you sort of finish your sentence, it, it, you just hear like the mm. the rain hitting the tops of the trees, and it's that moment where you sort of maybe both look up, and then it's like, Shh, and you just hear the screams of the kids going. Ah! just being caught whilst they're on the ropes like maybe one child is like Fern who's obviously the first along the ropes is like holding on and she's like like already soaking wet and freezing mm-hmm. I run over and, and grab Fern I think and uh, shelter her she's my favourite 
can't play favourites. It's not how you be a good <laughs> counsellor. have got one. <laughs> I reckon that the um, some of the rope course, I, which obviously I don't want to disparage Ashley. I'm sure he's done an excellent job of maintaining it. But mm-hmm. I think the the rain is so voracious that actually there are some bits maybe where the wood chips are disguising soft soil or maybe it becomes mm. um, too muddy, perhaps. Uh, so it does become a bit more dangerous than that yeah i think i turn to ember and to ashley and sort of give them the look of what do we do now mm. I'm, I'm very much a, a rabbit caught in the headlights right now uh, my training hasn't got as far as rain <laughs> we're doing stormy weather next week <laughs> yeah, yeah i would like to use a magic move mm-hmm. um one of the moves here is create a savior minor character uh, are you creating a camper or are you... Well, the move, just the option on the move is create a saviour minor character. So okay. I guess that's to be interpreted however you wish. No, that Well, right? I guess because that's the thing. So we'll definitely have a, a character spark to help us uh, work out uh, what these, this person, this, uh, their personality is like. I guess it was more like uh, if you, they were going to be like one of the uh, campers, then we'd have the additional, like you would pick up the camper uh, element setting and uh, sort out their uh, uh, their gender, as it were. Mm. What would you prefer? I was envisaging one of the other um, campers, one of the other children was um, had kind of swung in to, to help and was actually quite used to climbing and, and uh, was quite already uh, proficient at it. So maybe helped someone out of the mud. Nice. All right. So I'll say that you, you, you've put down magic for now and you've picked up mm-hmm. campers. So if you go to the camper, uh, the camper uh, thing and just look at uh, genders, um, I, can, I can pull out a card. We've got the Queen of Clubs. If someone wants to read out what that is for me. Judgmental. Gossip and spread rumours. Oh. oh. Nice. Intriguing. And I think that there are two genders, I think... Uh, one is closed and one is, uh, I think we're going to go with faux wolf. Mm-hmm. This is a, a boy mm-hmm. called Aaron. Oh, they're always called Aaron, aren't they? I know, a- I know. Aaron. A- 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 Aaron. And I think he mm-hmm. is, uh, he is that kind of closed off lone wolf. No one really knows much about him. But apparently, out of nowhere, he knows how to deal with this situation and help. Nice. Yeah, I think at this point, like, uh, you can see, like, Aaron sort of comes and it sort of, like, you know, helps out with uh, with uh, with the other counsellors to get Fern. And you just see, like, this Aaron character look, look back and, like, again, piercing eyes at the two of you. Like, it's almost like judging, like, without words, saying, you did this. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and I think at this point, unless Pat has anything else to sort of add, I'd say we'd, we'd arrive at this point mm-hmm. and see that Aaron and the rest of the, the pandas are there with the grey squirrels. Yeah, so, like, Aaron has been the, the saviour of all all of them <laughs> has led them out of uh out of the confusion mm-hmm. oh thank god oh gosh hi guys oh that god. is them isn't it that is a quick head count head count okay, pandas. Okay. Pandas, one, pandas, two, pandas uh remember one one <laughs> two <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
They're all putting their hands up at random intervals. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then someone, someone's saying five twice. You're like, oh, God, that, uh. <laughs> One of okay. them starts wandering away. No, uh, no, 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 no. Come back, come back. All right. Oh, thank goodness, because I would, uh, like, we'd have had such a job searching for them in this rain. We've got to get everybody back under shelter now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, I, I've, I mucked up the schedule. Um, I didn't. I didn't mean for this to happen. Sorry. I'm going to make a regular move to shoulder a burden. No, no, Brian, no. I know I got mad, but it's it's on me. I should have double checked. Um, that was that was my responsibility. Uh, you don't. It's it's not your fault. I'm going to take a weak mood. Ooh. <laughs> Misinterpret someone's actions <laughs> as an insult. <laughs> um, I will. Um, there's a moment where I was like, and I'll just sort of turn and go. I don't need your help, Pat. God, like, and then I'll start like like. Uh, like putting putting distance between myself and Pat, and like sort of trying to, like a, a sheepdog would, like round up the kids, like a like a, like a um, trying to get the sheep in, and it's like come on, and like grabbing it, not roughly, but like definitely sort of like a a bit more forceful than necessary. Like just like come on, come on, we've got to go inside, got to go inside, come on, and the kids are like sort of like, oh no, we want to play. Yeah, you know, maybe Fern's like, but I need to get the highest. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, don't, don't, we'll have time. We'll do that another time. We need to get inside now. I've got a question, which is also a weak move. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, uh, I want to ask, where, where are the waves pushing our characters? Because we've had a lot of like back and forth already, and I'm, I'm curious to see where, where you think this is going, like what insight Pat gets in this moment. I think Pat sees that Brian is... I think from seeing that earliest instance of being overwhelmed by the sort of act responsibility and it, in a way is is in admiration for you that you are so cool headed and you are so in the zone and that you can just do things so easily that take Brian maybe a little bit longer to put together because obviously Brian's only ever known like maybe physicality and like uh, being being strong and so being the best at stuff physically and now this is not necessarily a more mental challenge but it, it, it requires a different skill that he doesn't have so seeing pat being able to to do these things and even when pat lost their temper but then was brave enough to admit they were not not that they were wrong but admit hey we'll share the burden that sort of thing really scares uh brian like it's, it's not something he's comfortable with so i think it's it's driving it's driving us apart because i think brian respects pat uh, as a like a, a as a friend as someone to rely on but doesn't know how to implement or or, or get those those transferable skills <laughs> as 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 his own i would say thank you what are the other camp counselors uh, doing at this point so Ashley has a, a, a plan to um, have shelter and kid, keep the kids entertained. Um, mm-hmm. So he's going to um, Errol Flynn swing down from a tree. He's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And he's, for the way, he'll be like, I know where we can shelter. Come with me. And just turn around and kind of walk into the woods. <gasps> I think Aaron, the, the, camp, the, the, uh, the campus, like, cool. Like, sort of like, <laughs> nonchalant. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron would never say it, but uh, but Ashley is absolutely Aaron's hero. Oh, I, I just assume they are the same person at different points in time. Hundred percent. As Aaron is running after Ashley, and I'm taking my group to follow Ashley because I mean Ashley might be my hero as well. He's fast becoming my hero. Um, I'm going to use my regular move: spot something everyone else overlooked. Ooh, okay. And I just spot that Aaron uh, has got blood on his hands. 
<gasps> as he's headed off towards Ashley. But I can't quite catch up with him amongst the throng of kids. You've specifically got Fern holding you back. Fern won't let mm-hmm. go of you and just talk keeps talking about how they that love was the so cool. swing now. I just want to do sweet flips like you. Oh, that, uh, so, sick, sick, so flips. sick flips, Fern. They are sick flips, not sweet flips. Oh, sorry. Sweet, sweet. It really struggles to say it. <laughs> did Cole actually take the good luck charm or did he push it away? Ooh. I took it. He took it. He took it. Cool. Because I know it's not from the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I just have we didn't start the fire now in my head. Um, yeah. Nice. Ashley, where are you taking uh, everyone? I'm taking everyone to the oldest tree in the woods, uh, which is going to be really tall with a massive canopy mm-hmm. that uh, essentially there's like no, it's like pretty dry underneath there. Uh, we can wait out the storm and there's still kind of things that I've attached to the tree and little kind of so the kids can still be entertained mm-hmm. um i think it's also just to throw it in there i think it's it's pretty much where the sneaking path comes out of nice. just to kind of Ooh. put that in the scene entrance through the tree like in the yeah. base of it that's, that's cool that's really cool can i just work in one of the other details from that lindworm card as well mm-hmm. yeah uh, if this is if this is the driest bit of the forest where every, everyone goes to escape the rain uh, this is where the the rabbits come to escape the rain as well. And oh. is it creepier if they're still alive and running around with black bile, or if they're if we fight like come across some dead rabbits with black bile? Maybe if uh, the majority of them are dead, and there are many that are dying and um, on their on their last legs. So you have rabbits. You're left, right, and centre. Almost like not necessarily full-on the bird's capacity of like covering the whole forest floor but definitely a couple but there's a couple of rabbits over other rabbits when you see the bile sort of coming from their sort of teeth over the top of them uh and clearly like i, not, I don't know i don't want to say oh see now i'm thinking of monty python and <laughs> you you look for a second and see rabbits that look like they're feasting on other rabbits and then you look again and obviously they're not but they definitely have dark stains uh across their mouths um watership down style you know the, the crazed eyes yeah perfect yeah i think i just having got i'd like to take a weak move and just like get there having felt like yeah smashed it uh <laughs> and uh having having seen this um just kind of stop and completely shut down oh like i've managed to get you there but seeing this in my woods uh, and not I feel like I've kind of failed. I've meant to have brought everyone to an area of safety and uh, comfort and have brought them to possibly cannibalistic bile bunnies um, and have, yeah, just like don't, don't know, don't know what, what to do. So I kind of stop on the uh, border of like the dry bit and that's all that happens. And you have all the kids yeah. around you going, what, what is going on? Are we here? You know, they're also crowding around and you're just sort of stood there. Yeah, he's just staring right at the rabbits. I think Aaron takes a step forward out of the group and begins to approach the rabbits. One of the ones that's left dying and sort of in tatters, lying, lying in shreds on the floor. And he just goes up and, and he just starts poking and prodding with, with his bloodied hands. Ooh. Rubbing it over his little palms. Aaron, no... Stop that. You... We can't stay here. Get them back to the cabins. And I'm going to go down on my haunches by Aaron and see if I can 
connect. I think Aaron is just sort of catatonic, almost like dazed. I think he's just, it's almost like it's ritualistic. Ooh. Sort of just opposite of Lady Macbething, the blood on his hands. Ooh, I like that. Well, then in that case, I, sorry, I'm going to do a weak move. I'm going to invite the Lindworm to act upon the group. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is the Jack of Diamonds. I can do this again if you like. Uh, Jack of Diamonds. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Fire. Sudden brightness. Fear amongst the campers. Ace of Clubs. Oh, uh, a camper was found dead. Oh, God. Okay, sorry. A camper was found dead, lobotomized while writing a letter for help. Oh. Remove a camper character from the court board and replace it with this card. Draw the camper. Bloody how? Mm hmm. It's getting dark. All right, final one is the King of Diamonds. Uh, strange massacre, scattered droplets of blood, drowned fish in the lake. Mm. These are worse than the first ones. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> Bring back the bile bunny. <laughs> <laughs> we want bunnies. All right. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so I would ask everyone to close their eyes and we will um, invite the lindworm to channel and take an action. You can now open your eyes. <laughs> oh. mm. We've got fire and fear amongst the campers, and that's been put straight on the fire pit in the centre of camp. Okay. Well, if the fire's going to be anywhere, it's good it's in the fire pit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good place for a fire. So should we skip ahead to later on, or are we continuing in this field? I mean, this has got to be tied to the staring at fire magic, hasn't it? We said we wanted right. to lean into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was going to say before we leave the the space that we're in, the oldest tree in the woods with the the festering rabbits, dead mm -hmm. rabbits. I think um, possibly before Aaron has gone to uh, to prod them and poke them. I think as we've arrived at the tree, Ember has gone straight up to it and kind of pressed her palms against it just to uh, have a sense of because she she still had this. Um, feeling of unease from this morning like there's something not quite right with the uh, the ashes they were misaligned so she's just going to have a little sense of the tree but i think before she can properly connect with it i think that's when uh, um when pat rushed over to stop um to stop aaron uh, so she was distracted uh, so she didn't quite connect I like the idea of the cinematic like film of this is that you put your hand out and you're like maybe an inch or two away from touching the bark and mm. that's when uh, Pat says of it and you obviously turn around not connecting. With the fire, if we wanted to um, to, to to leave the, the forest and, and head to a new area and maybe skip ahead of it, mm. I get a feeling like everyone's soaked. Mm. There's bound to be a point in the day in which everyone comes back to home base before going off and doing other things. Mm. It seems like our responsibility as camp counselors now would be maybe to get these kids back, get them dry. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like maybe sitting around a campfire, <laughs> nice, warm, mm. supposedly safe <laughs> um, area might be a good way to do that. So perhaps, perhaps we take them there. Yeah. Might, I, might I suggest that we isolate Aaron and take him to the nurse's station? We, we haven't we got one. We don't want to have one. 
Oh, that's true. Pat's assumption is that the blood is Aaron's and that Aaron has hurt himself. So mm-hmm. Pat would be tending to that. And I mean, that is a uh, that is one of my regular moves is to tend to someone's wounds. So Perfect. I would be checking Aaron over and trying to get Aaron to open up and also tending to whatever wounds I can find where the blood has come from. Do you find anywhere that the blood has come from? I don't know, do I? As you're sort of binding it, like I think Aaron's like just not, it is weirdly still. And it's just essentially, it it looks like rope burns. But then maybe as you get a little bit closer and actually because you have to properly clean. Oh, yeah, that's it. Like you, you've got old fashioned iodine, you know, that sort of like, oof, yeah. So even you're like the smell of it as you're putting it into like a, a cloth or whatever. Hold on, buddy. This one's going to sting. Mm. He does that and he does like flinch but tries not to like sort of like again maybe i guess he's, he's maybe he's i think aaron's not like necessarily uh, i need to look cool in front of people <laughs> but it's just like you know not opening up and as you sort of do it you can see that the uh it's not a rope burn, but it looks like a proper slash it looks like something uh thin and sharp has cut both his hands at a sort of let's say a uh, just a straight cut so they're lacerations um much better way of putting it yeah at the fire pit while we're all trying to dry off uh i would try and get aaron to open up about this like this this is good iodine's gonna sting i know but you you can take it but are you ready you can you can you tell me how it happened we we have a culture of honesty here at this camp I, none of us are going to be cross uh i just want to know i just want to know how this happened to you so that we can make sure it doesn't happen to anyone else, okay? Because this is horrible. You don't want this to happen to any of your friends, do you? I think Aaron is probably still staring slightly distantly. And maybe as you put the uh, the iodine onto his hand, he kind of looks at it, just turns to look at it, but it doesn't necessarily wince in the way that you might expect. I'm going to make a weak move, and I'm going to give up at the worst possible moment. <gasps> oh, no! Probably just as maybe he was about to open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see his lips trembling, like, yeah. about to say something. But I'm, like, already half-checked out, have decided that I'm not going to get anything from this. Already feeling like I'm concentrating too much on one kid and losing concentration on the rest. And so I just sort of pat him on the back and say, just don't pick the dressings and leave. <laughs> and, like, go, go to tend to other ones. As you're leaving, I think you bump into Cole, who's taking um, towels and blankets and stuff from one end of the camp to the other. And it's like, you know, you're, you're staring at Aaron. And as you turn, you bump straight into me in, in, a, in a, a hallway or, you know, just outside somewhere. And Cole just looks at you and realizes it's the first time you guys have really been face to face today since uh, he's become counsellor. And he just looks at you and just says, uh, hey. Yeah, hey, um, I, I meant to say uh, Ember got there first, but I meant to say congrats. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean... I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get you anything yeah, like, like she it's, did. But... It's, what, what, she, what she gave me was really weird, dude, so... Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, how's um, Aaron? Aaron? Keeping it inside for the moment. Um, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't get much out of him, unfortunately. Um, he, he'd cut himself, so keep an eye out for that on any of the other kids. What, on his hands? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, okay, well, I've just got to drop blankets off, and, you know, it's uh, it's all very overwhelming, what's happening today. Day one, right? They're not all like this, are they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to provide you some useful advice 
Ooh. which is a regular move. They're all like this to some extent. You've just got to you just got to keep keep moving, keep concentrating on the thing in front of you, and just keep uh, camper safety, camper safety, number one up, uppermost in your mind all the time, and just keep that in mind, and you'll do great. You really will. You'll pick it up. I, I, you know, I've been doing it a couple of years now. I've picked it up. Uh, I'm going to invoke a strong move. Uh, I'm not quite ready to forgive <laughs> Pat, to forgive them, but I will do something you didn't think you were capable of doing, and I thank him and leave without saying another word. Whoa! Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Thanks. Just run away, scuttle away. Pat's left a bit dazed. What just happened? What's Ashley doing? Did you follow them back or did you stay? He's back. He's around the fire as well. And he's going to take this moment to, to walk up and just kind of sit down next to next to Ember mm-hmm. and stare into the fire. And kind of standard Ashley conversation is you sit by, side by side, both look forward and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something Ember is used to. Uh, and you know... <laughs> You know how sometimes uh, memes have better tone than you could ever act? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. that you know there's the meme of, um, like, comes in, uh, like someone comes in and says, Woods Haunted, and then someone says, what? And this is Load's Gun, Woods Haunted, <laughs> and leaves. He's going to sit down next to him and go, the wood's wrong, in that, with that sort of meaning. That would explain the ashes this morning. They didn't burn right. Uh, Wood's not happy either. Mm. You get this, right? Mm. The others, you know. They don't see things the way that we do. They don't hear what we hear. I would like to take a strong move. Mm -hmm. I would like to perform the spellcrafting ritual. (gasps) Ooh, excellent. Go for it. I would like to also retcon that um, before before this moment, before Ashley has come up, I think the the actual creation of the fire. I would just like to put in the detail of like that's when that's when Ember was like switched on. I think she's been very ethereal and very kind of honest and sincere um, in the scenes that we've seen her so far. But I think the getting the fire built was a little bit more like the arts and crafts class. Mm-hmm. So uh, she was very much like, and what we need to do, children, is we find the right, the driest wood. And, and she they, she shows them how to stack it. She shows them how to find the kindling and the uh, uh, the bits of hay in the right place to put the fire lighters if one needs a fire lighter. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heathens. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a true craftsperson knows how to create fire without chemical modern assistance. Yeah, so I, I would like to kind of retcon that as a little mini scene that's kind of yeah, and I, I think I think Brian is is like trying to like this I can do this I can help you with and it's sort of almost like enwrapped as the children are around uh, like this I don't want to say hulking mass because that's not what it is but like definitely bigger than it's sort of sat cross legged and trying to learn is like okay firelight is bad fine and just just aware that <laughs> get rid of those out of the inventory stock that they bought at the beginning of camp but yeah it's, it's happy to help you put stuff together 
I like the idea of him like like with big kind of athlete's hand and hulky body and muscles trying to do like the tiny like pyramid of kindling yes. and then ever again just like clumsily knock it all over and going oh and starting again yeah, yeah. it's oh. it's very frustrating because like, yeah this you think this is one task that Brian can do uh, definitely is like come on come on it's like yeah like a house of uh, house of cards. Mm. I, I think during that process as well, Ember definitely would have done her, like she looks across and sees him doing it and like he sees her watching him and it's a proper like she smiles and it's a smile that has gone through him. Oh. Kind of like <laughs> she sees him trying, she sees that he's trying to live his truth and uh, yeah, and she approves. It's one of those kind of like it's smarmy but also, mm-hmm. like, she means it in an honest, sweet way, but it is floaty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll cut back to... That, yes. I like that little scene, but yes, I'll cut, cut back to uh, the present. Yes, I, I think Ember um, wants to... I think she's wary of looking into the fire if the wood that's being used to burn the fire is perhaps not right. So I think um, I want to try and do a spellcrafting ritual Mm -hmm. to try and restore the woods to the the right way or protect the children and the campers and the campsite from whatever is wrong even if we can't quite see what it is yet a ritual may be started whenever the players choose some moves or situations call for one Rituals pause the normal structure of the conversation and briefly replace it with a new structure. When a ritual is happening, the players can only communicate using the moves in the ritual itself. The ritual ends when it instructs the players to do so. All right, well, so that's an actual ritual we've got in Mm. the uh, four. So do you want to read out the bio for us? Yeah. And and then we can start the ritual. I'm just going to remove one of my tokens because I need to spend a token for that. Perfect. Anyone can craft a spell. Certainly the crafter is the best at it, but all have much to learn. The crafting of spells begins perhaps alone, perhaps as a group. It is a slow, careful process, both the creation of art and the action of ritual. The magic is not forceful, but it is instead subtle. Its presence felt through quiet actions and silent gifts. You would easily be forgiven for assuming the magic doesn't exist. Many do. And perhaps out in the world of concrete and steel, it doesn't exist. But for now, there is the magic. This ritual is done with a piece of paper that you can draw on freely to create your magic spell. So I'd suggest for that, uh, then, Ember, is that if you'd get one of the post-it notes and then you can start doing it. And we can, we can describe mm-hmm. one thing to help you with it, because it does say, gather supplies in the real world for the ritual, which, if we all want to do that now, we can, but I'm going to say for the sake of time, we all contribute something to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will create. What colour have we not used? Well, it's your spell. You can use whatever colour you want. Oh, he's so generous. <laughs> I think this is going to be. Uh, I think we'll we'll use a dark yellow. Mm-hmm. So, what are you trying to? What What is the aim of this ritual? What are you trying to do? I guess that's. I guess that's your aim, and then we can all contribute mm. one thing for it, and then you can describe how it is performed in your way. I I think that the whatever darkness has misaligned the woods has seeped into the very fabric the very material of the wood and the trees Mm -hmm. which i think is why uh the fire is at risk because it's burning using these 
this wood, this literal wood material. So I think the spellcrafting ritual is trying to expel whatever presence has misaligned the wood. I think that's the goal. Can I can I add something here? Mm-hmm. Because we are currently in the field, um, one of the moves of the field could be provide another setting element's desire. Mm-hmm. We're obviously talking about the woods now, aren't we? And the woods have Ooh, yes. two two aesthetic elements which are tangled but also healing. Yes. So perhaps uh, casting the spell within the field innately, I don't know, it sort of helps guide your path um, to this question that you're seeking mm. answer to. I, I'd okay. suggest, maybe, again, maybe retconning a little bit, but like on our way back... You you knew you wanted to do this, so you maybe instructed the the, the children to pick up bundles of sticks, like stuff that they mm. they would throw into the fire, but that are from that are on the on the ground. There's that sort yeah. of thing where it's like a Mary Kondo thing, where you take take it and you say thank you to the wood for giving yes. it to you, <laughs> and then throwing it into the thing. That's what I would suggest for this. Yeah, and I think there there is definitely um, the the counselors can tell uh, have noticed the difference in Ember when. She's instructing the children in this way and she is switched on into like kids TV presenter mode. And then like the moment when she was sat by the fire where Ashley came to sit next to her, that was obviously the, yeah, there's that kind of serious, like there is something wrong here, we need to fix it kind of way. So she, she has been encouraging the children to help, but obviously definitely in presentational mode. What about other people? What about uh, Ashley and Pat? Uh, what do you want to add to the, the spell? Looking at the the moves as suggestions of things to contribute, um, can I contribute a, a building off uh, what Josh has given us uh, a portion of a symbol mm-hmm. that maybe the the pen, pentagon slash diamond shape of the field of the heart of camp is like a powerful healing and defensive kind of form, a powerful symbol to use in this ritual. Yes, I like that. I like that a lot. I think Brian, uh, to add to this sort of ritual, Brian would, um, just again, looking at the other moves that you've got. Ooh, I know. I am going to add my breath, which I appreciate sounds really weird if I say it out of context. But I think what I like think will happen, and obviously I'm sure um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Ember, but it feels like we're about to start what we like to call is Ember's Honesty Hour, where we're all going <laughs> to share our feelings. Yes. And I feel like with all the sort of the, the, the tension and worry that's built up inside, uh, I think whilst it's mostly aimed at the campus saying, OK, we're all going to use our, our energy together. You know, I guess you've done it in presenter mode, said who would like to go first? And Brian's hand immediately shoots up and, and just says, uh, just says, I'm ill-equipped for organising. Uh, and i was never meant to do this i just like sports (laughs) and and then realizes that blurting it out in front of children under 10 who you know see you as a much older wise figure is probably compromising but has done it anyway and has hoped that their breath their sort of honesty uh adds to the i guess unknown to anyone else again again with the cinematic view of this uh this uh this show maybe there's a, a snap of a twig as there's a moment as like mm. uh the, brian finishes being saying uh he is inept <laughs> at organizing Aww. i think as far as uh the majority of people around the fire are concerned this is just uh ember's honesty hour this is just a a fun activity to do while we dry out by the fire i think obviously ember it knows it's spellcrafting i think ashley 
would know as well. Um, I think you probably, yeah. Well, I yeah, I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I imagine. No, I know what's going on. I don't know what's. <laughs> I understand what's going on. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing, but I get it. Like of all the people that are going to question your weirdness, Ashley is not one of them. Mm-hmm. He has, if not knowledge, certainly a lot of respect. Yeah. And I wonder, actually, I might, um, I, I guess mechanically, it doesn't technically make a difference. But um, I, can I, can I take a strong move whilst we're taking a strong move? Um, I, I'm going to say yes. Why not? It's, you know, it's part of the story. So one of my other strong moves is to have a conversation defined by pure honesty. And I wonder if there's something about the ritual of the the spellcrafting ritual and the breaking of twigs actually compels people to confess honest things and that's why brian has been so candid nice yeah man it's, this is when none of us are honest so. <laughs> it's like too awkward and polite well i think i think ember's one um as she breaks the the twig um is uh i am mortified but i will recover and the, the twig snaps uh, but she probably catches uh cole's eye as she says that and Cole looks into the fire next, and he says, this camp is all I have. Oh. And then he looks at Pat. Pat snaps a twig, looks into the fire, throws the snap twig into the fire, and staring into the fire, says, I feel like I should be able to do all this alone, but I can't. I can't shoulder it all. Ashley will... Um... Rather than taking uh, a stick from the uh, piles that the, the children have done, he'll just take something out of his pocket, as he always has a bit of the woods on his person, and snap it, um, throw it into the fire, and say, if, if it wasn't for the woods, I don't think I'd be here. Maybe Fern goes next and is like, <laughs> it's like I do things... To impress that people would like me. <laughs> Does this compel some honesty from Aaron then? Mm. As well. Does Aaron just appear behind everybody? Yeah. Maybe it does. Well, big log. No, I don't. <laughs> I t- no, I tell you what, Aaron could appear behind, and I'd like to take a weak move and invite the Lindworm to act <gasps> upon the group. Oh, Excellent. No. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Is this before or after the, the spell is complete? We can always say during, because obviously people are going... I'm assuming like we've got not just um, the ones we've taken from... Uh, not just the campus we've taken from the woods, but, you know, like the brown owls, the um, the pixie dusts, I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy to retcon uh, that, that weak move um, so that um, Ember can finish her spell first. I'd like the ritual to finish. I mean, okay, so... The ritual, um, I love how flippant it is. It, it, under the instructions for ending the ritual, you say the statement, well, that should do it. I hope it works. So I just like the idea of, as soon as I've said that, the Lindworm enacts. <laughs> I like the fact you, you drop all your demeanour as well. Yeah. So I, I'm happy with that, that the, you managed to finish the, uh, the ritual and then you drop... And then the Lindworm acts. So um, help me again, friends. Uh, we have the King of Hearts. The joyful release of rain, running free on the field, old friends coming home. Create and add a new minor character to the web. Okay, second one is the Four of Diamonds. 
Uncertainty, a dark cloud overhead, scar that you don't know where it came from. Then the final card is the eight of hearts. Sudden excitement, blinding light, an enormous sound. So um, everybody shut their eyes and we will invite the lindworm to channel themselves. everyone open their eyes Ooh. Ah. so we've got mm. the the four of diamonds card the dark clouds overhead scars and it's by the lake i'd like to before we start interpreting it mm-hmm. make a strong move which is to reinterpret the lindworm play in a way that directs it specifically at me Ooh. oh wow Go for it yeah so what whatever whatever we interpret from dark cloud overhead and scars that you don't know where they came from it's happening to pat and involves the lake just feels right doesn't it (laughs) yeah really does does pat now have these marks on his hand that aaron had before yeah it's got to be that oh and aaron's back to normal do we discover this at that scene we've been building to where we all dip in the lake after the campers are asleep i would even say that as you finish this this, Mm -hmm. the 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 spell yeah, like you would even you, you would just look you would look to Aaron or something like that, and he he's I don't know about to crack his own twig and it doesn't get it in time, but you can see in the fire like no scars in his hands, and you just feel that they're there, but you don't obviously you don't say anything. You you know mm. they've always been there. Why did you think oh, Aaron yeah. had them? That's great. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> I say if we do go to the lake, we leave the campers behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's uh, that's uh, after bed. We realise, or at least Pat realises, what they have to do. I think in the the maybe the way that this has happened is in the the power of the moment and the closing of the spellcrafting ritual. Whether you whether your character appreciates that that's exactly what's happened or not, I think everyone has had a moment of actually seeing something in the fire, and I think uh, Pat has has seen the scars perhaps the rest of us have seen the lake mm. that's nice i like that it's a weird sort yeah, of flash that's, yeah. yeah that's great and maybe we don't know why and we don't necessarily remember afterwards why but we'd feel compelled that we need to go there well also there's there's parts of pat's past with this camp that they don't remember Pat doesn't remember why they keep working here, but wants to remember. So I like the idea that Pat was looking into the fire, hoping for an answer to that question, thinking about the past, and their answer is scars. Mm. And obviously that's cryptic, but it's like scars are related to the past. So it's some form of answer, at least. I think, again, because the thing that has bonded us is that we did go into the lake and woke up freezing. Then... Certainly for Brian, who doesn't really remember that much, per se. Uh, like, again, staring into the fire, and you have, like, the fear, I guess, from the campers is starting to die down because they're obviously having that release of tension, breaking the twigs, throwing it in, uh, saying their truth, as it were. And I think Brian just remembers this 
feeling even though it is warm by the fire just feeling really really cold uh, sort of almost freezing uh yeah just basically leaving myself vulnerable by actually deliberately shivering i guess mm. just like so cole's already looked into the fire once before with ember which is why he's a bit creeped out by her <laughs> i think that vision that he had is now materialized and it's of pat in some way oh shit Mm. and involves scars and maybe involves him walking onto the jetty at night through the fog and just disappearing into the lake. And that's what freaked him out. Like the witch. Just like the witch. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, a lot of information there. (laughs) No, no, it's great, it's great. So I'd say, like, there is that sort of moment, I guess, with all of us just around the fire, completing the ritual there, we just go, I think we all look to each other and we know that we have to go to the lake for whatever uh, purpose or anything like that. So there's like a, a big sort of suddenly like, right, well, it's bedtime. And it's like, <laughs> but it's only nine o'clock. No, no, bedtime. It's cold. You know, and then just getting all these campers you know, into their various huts. Maybe Long day tomorrow. Exactly. There's like a big trouble with like the brown owls going, no, we we demand 10 p.m. or nothing. And you're mm. like, no, you're going to bribe them in some way. But I- You can stay up till 10 p.m., but you have to be in bed. <laughs> This is outrageous! Oh, into the cabin. And I think we all underline when we're putting them to bed. But like, you can stay up past ten if you want to, but definitely, 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 don't go to the lake. <laughs> what a strange thing to say! Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess, I guess uh, I would say then, then maybe we all meet upside outside the bunks and sort of. This is just that awkward moment where we all look at each other. And I guess, I guess Brian goes. This is going to sound really weird. Uh. I want to go to the lake. Does anyone else want to want to come? I don't want to go to the lake, but I feel like this is the way. You guys have done this a lot longer than I have, so I'll happily follow you. Actually, we'll just nod in agreement. I guess we all turn to Pat. Well, if you're all going to the lake, I've got to come, haven't I? What if one of you drowns? Oh yeah, that's true. Good point. You you notice Ember visibly uh, stiffen at that. Ooh. To the lake then, everybody. Mm. The lake. The lake. I, I should actually, you know, I should look at what the lake does whilst we're doing that. <laughs> oh, are you in charge of the lake? I am in charge of the lake. Oh, no pressure then. No pressure. <laughs> so do you think by the time we arrive, it's dark? Yes, definitely. I think yeah. I think with the I, I guess in the way that time's working here, like we're just cutting straight to the action essentially. I guess in the sun has already set. It's almost like the the um even though I guess summer camp obviously you, you stay up the light is it's light till late. There's something about the clouds in the sky mm-hmm. that are starting to like uh, cover it. And it's not like pitch black when you get there, but it is getting hard to see. And there's there's fireflies. And <gasps> yes. there are is the is the algae bioluminescent? Yes, it is now. It is now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a weird sight to see because I don't think we actually any of us come to the lake that often anymore. Like no. weirdly, Pat's you don't like going near the lake, even though no. you it's your thing. Uh, so yeah, so we go and it's you, we maybe crest over a hill, and you just see it sort of splayed out. This sort of the bits of green, almost like um, almost like huge lily pads esque that sort of thing, and. Yeah, it just looks. I don't know. It just looks like eerie. We meant to, yeah, we meant to be there. It's eerie, definitely. On the crest of the hill, Cole looks to everybody and says, "Um, just a question. 
Do you remember going in the lake yesterday? I didn't just dream that, did I? Yesterday? Yesterday. 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 Just have a vision of being in the lake, and then I woke up. Were you dreaming about that time all those years ago? Could have been. Do you still dream about it? It's hard to forget about it, Pat, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, should we should, should we go to the lake in the dead of night with the glowing algae and the dark clouds? Yes, let's. <laughs> Brian says at the back. <laughs> so I guess we'll we'll start sort of walking to uh, towards the lake. Um, what are people, I guess, doing? Is there anything like any particular parts of the lake where they are going to? Like, so obviously we've got a little bit of the jetty sort of around the. There's not like a, a gate or anything like that around the actual lake itself. It sort of goes into, I guess maybe marshy like uh, reeds perhaps around it uh and obviously you've got the algae and stuff and maybe the odd duck or two but it's very hard to see the ducks against the dying light so ashley is going to um walk to the end of the jetty um and take off his shoes and sit down and just let his feet kind of like um kind of just graze the top of the water uh and he's gonna have little uh, stick from the wood as he usually has and he's just going to kind of push kind of absentmindedly push the kind of algae around making little kind of patterns in the in the surface uh, with the stick and kind of just quietly look and make sure uh, oh actually no it is because from the way we've drawn it the jetty faces the woods so he's just going to do that and occasionally look up at the woods and then kind of back down at the lake I, I, I inquire out of character to Ember, seeing as you're Kate Bush, whether or not you're going to take take your shoes off and throw them in the lake. <laughs> uh, well, absolutely not, because actually Ember's childhood fear is drowning in a lake. Oh, sharing. So Ember is Ember is very tentatively stood on the bank, kind of staring into it, probably a, a bit of a, a thousand yard stare, unsure of what of why the world has brought her here but she must be here and uh, I think she has got her own uh, little carved good luck charm that she's probably got in a in a pocket in her big bohemian dress um, and I think she's fidgeting with it um, whilst she's trying to trying to leave herself open to the world telling her what it needs of her Pat goes down on there into a crouch by the lake shore um, by a big floating patch of algae and just immerses their hands in the water through the carpet of algae, cooling the old scars that they don't remember how they got, but know are very old and have, they, they've always had them, and sort of bring them up through the glowing algae. And then uh, as a regular move, taking action, leaving myself vulnerable, uh, still fully clothed, Pat just comes out of that crouch into just pushes themselves off the shore into the lake. Go and swim in. Swimming out into the centre. Cole just gets a... just gets horrible um, memories of when he gazed into the fire of Pat doing exactly this. And a cold shiver runs down his back and he begins to sweat. But can't do anything about it. Just sees his uh, friend swim off into the lake. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do it. We all knew it was coming, I think. Bring on the lindworm. I'll bring on the lindworm. I will do yeah a weak move to invite the lindworm to act. So we have the five of clubs. Ghost stories, memories of past trauma, an extra camper who shouldn't be here. Okay. 
Next one is the Nine of Clubs. An alluring promise, the scent of distant fruits, campers lured away, who, where. And the final one, oh, all clubs, uh, the Jack of Clubs. A camper was found dead, mouth stuffed full of wooden sticks and <laughs> eyes gouged out. Remove a camper character from the chalk corkboard, replace it with this card. Mm-hmm. Oof. Those are pretty grim. They are pretty grim, aren't they? All right, so everyone, close your eyes and let the linworm channel their, their action. Everyone, open your eyes. Ah. I don't see anything. It's on me. Oh. Ghost stories, memories of past traumas, an extra camper who shouldn't be there. So. Oh. God. Memories of past traumas. Mm-hmm. Seems. Mm-hmm. Extra camper who shouldn't be here. Was Aaron on the register? <laughs> or is or is Pat? Or is, is Pat? Pat the camper who shouldn't be there? Is Pat the camper who shouldn't have been there all those years ago? <gasps> Did Pat turn up and was never on the register and has just never left? Oh, and has become yes. a counsellor. Mm. Is this where we, we all suddenly remember the full truth of what happened mm-hmm. all those years ago when everybody froze in the lake? Yes, uh, so I'm going to use a lake move. Uh, so the move I want to use is work to keep a secret from being revealed, but actually I feel like... You know what, I'll spend a token, why not, just to, to make it make it fair. But I want to know what is being revealed and that we all remember and then we can all decide whether or not we want to keep it a secret or not. Oh, that's good. Mm. So this is working out what the, the secret of the lake was. Mm-hmm. We know that half the camp danced into the lake and woke up freezing, but not necessarily why or, you know, did they wake up back in their yeah. bunks or was it a dream or anything like that? And we know that we know the thing about the witch walking off the jetty and disappearing, or was it Pat? Oh gosh! So what what are we saying? What are we needing to do here? Are we going to go around one by one and propose a theory? Or the only thing I was going to say was just like I think Pat, because the the Lindworm uh, action is on their thing, probably should go. Well, actually, no. You know what? That's 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 me making assumptions. I guess Pat, because it is happening to you. Maybe you should go first and decide um, what what you want to do, and then we can follow your lead on that. I I was actually quite happy to go last. Okay, fine. I'm happy for for to to build off details other people make. Okay, uh, well I I can start then. I think uh, I think I've got something. So I think. Ooh, okay. So the first day of camp for Brian. No one sat with Brian. No one, uh, everyone was afraid of him because he was bigger than the other kids and stuff like that. And I think during lunch, now that he looks back at it, he realises that maybe, maybe no one did come and and sit with him. Maybe he just started talking to himself. Maybe he just was so lonely that um, he made up that someone came and just listened 
because Pat never judged anything. Never, it would just always sit with him, no matter what you know what someone looks like, and, and was just a really good listener. And just seeing uh, Pat start to swim out into the lake, there's that moment of going, "I don't wait, what?" Like that sort of like always uh, these memories of him. That suddenly, Pat's not there, but Pat was there, and is. Brian's sort of trying to get through, like, if this is actually happening or not. I think that for for Ember, she has had um, not necessarily, like, uh, deep conversations with everyone, but she has had a moment with every one of the councillors where she has felt that they have been honest with her, but not Pat. So I think Ashley's um sitting there on the uh on the Jesse, the same Jesse that he many years ago couldn't bring himself to um to to jump into and looks out at um Pat swimming and re- kind of remembers this is this is where he saw me failed to where they 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 sort of failed to see me jump in last time, uh, there's this kind of some feeling was like, what was it them, or was that just my own sense of disappointment in myself? Did did anyone actually see me? Another cold shiver runs down Cole's back as he starts to question the friendship that he's had with Pat over the years, and he thinks really hard. And he can locate memories of the two of them at camp, climbing trees, swimming in the lake, messing around as as campers and as trainee counsellors. But for all the years he, he's known him, he just can't quite pluck a single memory of being outside of the camp with Pat. Not a single birthday party, sleepover, road trip. He can't fabricate a single mental image of Pat existing outside of this camp for all the years they've known each other. So Pat remembers now the reason that they have never quite known or can never quite remember why they are here and why they stay. Um, Pat came from the lake and the scars on their palms are from where they fought their way free from sharp reeds at the bottom of the lake. And now they feel either compelled or like it's right or like the way now that they can keep the camp safe and their friends safe and the campers safe is to go back and so they're they're swimming to the center of the lake to try and dive down again. I have a strong move that can help you with this, Matt, if you're mm-hmm. happy to take it. Sure. I'm going to use a strong move uh, of mine, um, which is use the woods impact on someone else, and that someone else will be Pat. 
and the the influence is uh overwhelms with natural beauty so the way i i see this is pat as they're uh swimming out um to the middle of the lake i kind of imagine them kind of like turning over and um lying on their back uh and as they do kind of the clouds uh part um and, and clear away to reveal kind of a like a real really bright full moon and as they're lying there in the water surrounded by this algae the 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 kind of light of the moon shines down on on the forest this kind of place of of kind of danger but of kind of recent successes in helping their their children and helping their friends uh and there's kind of the the kind of beauty of the night sky and and the woods and kind of the algae around them and it brings them a, a peace that they haven't achieved before um and a sense of of achievement of purpose that they've made a difference I think um, to be selfish here, I will take a strong move and seeing uh, Pat swim out and sort of like do that sort of bob and seeing that moment of peace. I think I'll review, reveal my true feelings and I'll just break down and cry, realizing that all this time how lonely Brian was and how this person, this this thing, whatever, or you know, the Pat, the the the, the thing that is Pat has helped. Brian be what Brian wants to be and I guess Brian sort of has uh, projected things that Brian wants to be. Brian wants to be the person that can be trusted in uh, in, a, in a, a situation where it's not about being the toughest or the strongest but it's about being the cool-headedness it's about being able to uh, organize a schedule <laughs> but but you know it's to be dependable uh, and being trustworthy and that's what Pat was is to Brian and just seeing Pat disappearing into the lake I think Brian starts to cry Ember would definitely um, go over to, to Brian and um, put an arm around his shoulder uh, or, or try to I don't know how much taller than her he is <laughs> I love the idea now, sorry, to break the comment. I think I just like the idea that Ember is equally as tall as Brian. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like this willow of uh, of a woman. Um, yeah, I think she um, puts uh, an arm around his shoulder and kind of acknowledges um, his uh, his sorrow. Um, but uh, to, to put it in a, I'm using a regular move. Uh, context um she gives him an honest compliment and says that uh you know you have all of us we're all here for you and i think pat knows that you're okay without them now cole uh walks up to the edge of the lake with the uh the water lapping against his shoes um closes his eyes uh, and I'm going to invoke a strong move I'm going to ask a question of Pat I realise Pat might have some difficulty hearing the question so it's more of an internal question <laughs> spoken in my mind uh, and that question is simply why didn't you talk to me about it Pat was never sure enough about 
the facts and the truth of what happened and, and more importantly about what they felt about it that they felt like if they tried to put it into words that would be it would be a form of making up their mind about the events and they weren't ready to do that it would make it too real i guess just uh i guess i'll leave it to you pat really to sort of how do you close off the scene as all of us are sort of watching you in the lake so i think uh just to wind back very slightly pat is floating on their back in the middle of the of the lake and just says in quite a soft voice but in there's something about the lake that makes it carry to everybody i can't keep them all safe anymore but you all can so see to it and then in one movement pat flips over and dives straight down and there are no bubbles and that is where we'll end sleep away Wow, I am in tears. I'm Ooh. so sorry. <laughs> I was like crying. I was like, no. That was guys. intense. Yeah. That was wow. Damn Amazing. It, that was such a good job, guys. Where did that come from? Well done. Um, thank you. The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were Matt Boothman, Natalie Winter, Josh Yard, and Richard Stratton from the Merely Role Players podcast. Be sure to check them out on their website, www.merelyroleplayers.com, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode's RPG was Sleepaway, a game of horror, dreams, and summer camp, written by Jay Dragon. You can find out more information about Sleepaway and Jay Dragon's other products on Ichiko. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for the latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember... Adventurers need not apply. Whispering Pines Summer Camp is twinned with the town of Sheridan. Visit Sheridan for its historic Cobble Market Street, or the frankly improbable variety of rare birds found in the town's ancient woodland. If you want some quiet time, why not check out our local library? It has a whole wing donated by noted horror writer Calistaria Softbinding. Just be careful which books you check out. Some of them are real killer reads. Audio tours of Sheridan, guided by knowledgeable locals, are available from the Merely Role Players podcast. Visit merelyroleplayers.com for more information or search your usual podcasting app for Merely Role Players.